Hello and welcome to episode three of season five of the Rock and Road podcast. This is Leona Graham and on the podcast this week, I'm going to try out the new Ford Mustang electric vehicle known as the Mach-E. I'm going to have a chat with Deborah Bonham, John Bonham's sister. John Bonham being the original drummer of Led Zeppelin, who sadly died. And Deborah talks about him growing up in a musical household with Led Zeppelin and her new blues album, which is out later this month. I speak to the editor of MCN Motorcycle News, Rich Newland, because Emma's away this week, who'll give us an update on what's going on in the motorcycling world. And we'll get the latest news with music-news.com. But first... This week's car review. I am looking at a Ford Mustang Mach-E. It is their version of an SUV electric vehicle. And it's very different to other SUV EVs, mainly because they've called it a Mustang to make it a bit cooler and bring in some of the design from the Mustang Coupe. But essentially, it is an SUV. Rather than all the Ford logos, it has used the Mustang Pony Badge logo all around the car as well. It's got some lovely design accents to it, um, which make it more Mustang-like, like the sloping roof. But actually, it's cleverly done because it's an optical illusion because the roof slopes down in one colour, but actually... It's a little bit higher in another colour, so very cleverly done in that respect. The lights at the front and back look very Mustang-y, and it's got beautiful wavy bonnet. Price is a lot. It's £40,000 to start with. The Model I've got over £50,000, and that is because um, I've got a few extras, which I will tell you all about. Door handles are incredibly cool. They're a button, and when you press the button, some numbers come up. So if you wanted to, you could just put in a pin code, not even have to get the key out of the pocket. I love that. Now, when you get inside, it does have a rather recognizable screen in the middle because it's kind of similar to the Tesla, uh, but it's actually larger. I seem to remember the Tesla was the size of an A4 piece of paper. This is even bigger than an A4 paper. And I also think that the Teslas have now done their landscape instead of portrait, but this is very large portrait screen in the middle of the car which does include an actual physical volume button at the bottom as well i like that because sometimes you just want to reach for the volume very quickly and there it is unlike the tesla the driver does have a display as well and i've got a sort of small display just where the steering wheel is which is absolutely fantastic the heating controls, even though they're all touchscreen, are easy to find in an obvious position. So if you want to heat up the seats, I've got a button just to the right-hand corner, the passenger on the left-hand corner of the gigantic screen. The back has uh, lots of space. It's got a long wheelbase, so there is plenty of room for the back passengers. And even though the roof looks like it's sloping down, inside it isn't, because the slope is almost fake. So there is plenty of head height in the back as well. The floor in the middle is all flat because it's an EV and the battery is underneath. So you don't need that lump in the middle between the passengers. So if you are the middle passenger of the back, you've got plenty of room for your feet. So I mentioned my one's got a few extra bits. That's because I've got the more expensive package here just for a week. Don't think they've given me this car full time, uh, but it's got the panoramic roof, which is gorgeous. 360 degree parking camera, which I love. Bang & Olufsen speakers, which are incorporated into the whole of the front dashboard here and look amazing and sound amazing as well. Coming back to the screen, you do see the Ford logo when you fire up the big screen. Uh, maybe they should have changed that for the Mustang logo. And there's a few safety warnings when you get out, like check rear seats for occupants. I don't think I'm going to forget Dexter, but you never know. 
Everybody wants to know about the range. Well, range is very decent indeed. 273 miles and you can pay a bit more and get the extended range, which if you can afford to would be worth it. 379 miles on the extended range. Getting back outside, the boot space is okay. There's um, 402 litres of room in the boot. What I don't like is the load cover, the sort of bit that you put over to cover up your shopping and personal possessions. It's really flimsy and in the one I had kept coming off. There is a 12 volt socket in the back, adjustable flat floor as well. And of course with electric vehicles you often get a fruit because there's no engine in the front. Um, so you open up the front by um, activating a lever in the passenger seat and there you have more space. Not that much, but enough to uh, keep your charging cables and a few extra things. There's no spare tyre in this car, though. Right, let's see what it drives like. Have a listen to the sound it makes when you press start. <laughs> Quite like that. OK, so let's uh, turn it into reverse by turning a, a circular dial to operate the car. And let's back it up out of the drive. Uh, this one is uh, the upgraded one, so it's got 360 degree cameras, which I think is well worth it if you can do the extra. Turn it into drive, and we're away. The acceleration is extremely fast, and it feels immediately sporty. You'll notice the suspension on electric cars is slightly different because of the weight of the battery. Um, so they can be um, a little bit more bouncy, but this is unbelievably bouncy. Every little groove in the ground, I'm springing around. In fact, I'm just springing around even on the straight. If you're after a really flat, smooth ride, this isn't the car for you. I don't know if um, they've done this deliberately to make it a bit more like a Mustang, but it's very bouncy indeed. Steering wheel is nice and big with good vision of my driver display in whatever position you have the steering wheel you can still see the driver display which is about 20 centimeters long and about five centimeters tall so it's a lovely little rectangle uh, poking up. Right, let's put it into park and then switch the off button have a little listen. What's that just come up? Fortnite balls. So the car gives you notifications and Harley's Fortnite balls have just been on the screen. Stop. What are Fortnite balls? That's a group chat I'm in. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, but the great thing about Android Auto is, is that I've got um, Google Maps directing us home on the large screen. So that's just better, so much better than trying to read it off your little phone stuck to the dashboard. Uh, but it's just so stylish inside. It drives incredibly fast, like a little rocket and it's just absolutely gorgeous to look at isn't it yeah my co-host is about as interesting as the sky of the dog over there he's got nothing to say at all so why don't you read out some of the features harley um there's silver alloy wheels which are you know very cool there's a just read it out without your comments thank you uh 18.5 spoke silver alloy wheel 18.5 Show it to me. It says 18 and then like a five. 18 inch, five spoke silver alloy wheels. Okay. Yeah, what else? LED reflector headlamps, LED must. LED, right, you're out. <laughs> I want a new co host. You can't even read. <laughs> okay, does it say the price? Um, four million, no, 47. <laughs> £47,580. You think we were driving a £47 million car? <laughs> yeah. 
He hasn't got a clue. So that was the Ford Mustang Mach-E. All the photographs and footage of this amazing car are on the Rock and Road Pod socials right now. Please welcome Deborah Bonham. Hi, how are you? I'm great, thanks, Leona. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, you're welcome. You've been described as one of the finest blues, rock and soul singers the UK has produced. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about that description? <laughs> a bit overwhelmed <laughs> no I mean that's fantastic but yeah that's um, amazing <laughs> well judging by your new single which I've listened to and a lot of your new album I would agree your vocals are stunning oh thank you so much that's lovely to hear thank you now thank the new album is called Bonham now hang on let me say again the new yeah. album <laughs> <laughs> yes it's a mouthful <laughs> I don't want to get this wrong no um, <laughs> <laughs> Many have, yeah. believe me. <laughs> the new album is called Bonham Bullock. That's um, right. Obviously, well done. your surname and yeah, that's my husband, Peter, uh, husband guitarist Peter Bullock. It, it was just time to. I, I just wanted to call it a band. You know, I wanted to recognise Pete for the fantastic guitarist he is. So, you know, I just said to the record company, "Listen, you know, I, I just want to add in Pete in into this." Uh, and the band, really. So that's how it ended up as Bonham Bullock. In actual fact, it is my um, official married name. So, but yeah, it does cause a few um, a few giggles sometimes <laughs> <laughs> when they get the last part of it wrong. I know, exactly. You know where I was going with that. Um, so this new album is out on the 29th of April, and um, you know it's going to just sounds fantastic. So I can highly recommend everybody has to listen to that. Thank you. The new single is called "Can't You See What You're Doing to Me," and I love that. Was that fun to record? It was. I mean, it's an old Albert King song. Um, I mean, it, you know, it was a challenge because we had to, well, as with all the album, we had to dig really deep to, you know, pay the respect to the original writer and the and the performer. And you know, when you're talking Albert King, you've really got to get it right. You know, <laughs> so um, yeah, it was a real challenge, and you can't just do a straight copy. You've got to bring your own heart and soul to it. You know, so. Um, I had to find a way round so that it, it wasn't exactly like Albert King, but it, it, it paid the respect to him. And uh, and it became, you know, it had our, our heart and soul in it. So, yeah, no, it was great. It was great doing it. I mean, it was just such a challenge and it really stretched us, you know, completely stretched us to, to, to achieve new things. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it must be really tricky to get that balance when you're doing a cover version. It um, is. It's the whole album cover versions. Yes, it is. It's all, they span about seven decades. They're all uh, basically blue soul um, some some are classics uh, like like Albert King. There's um, you know Sam Cooke song on there. There's an Ann Peebles song, Ovi Wright. So a, a few classics, but there's also obscure songs um, and and contemporary songs. You know, there's a Mark Lanigan song on there who was a you know the singer with Screaming Trees that sadly passed away a few weeks back. And there are, there's a, a Bernard Fowler track on there, and he was is the, known for his work with the Rolling Stones, as um, he does backup vocals for the Rolling Stones, has done for years and years. But he's an amazing songwriter and singer in his own right, you know. Mm. And I, I had this album of his called The Burra, and the track on there was called See You Again. Mm. And I absolutely loved it and thought, yeah, that'd be a great 
great track for us to do. So that opens up the album. It's a fantastic album out on the 29th of April, but you have a string of critically acclaimed original albums as well, haven't you? I mean, how far do they go back? You've been doing this for some years. Many years. I mean, I started my (laughs) my first album was 1985, though Mm. I don't talk about it much because it didn't have much to do with me except for singing and writing some of the songs. You know, the record company took it to Germany and it was changed from the sort of style I was doing into more sort of 80s rock. But it got great reviews and, and uh, you know, a lot of people loved it. And I'm like, oh, OK, but it's not going to be, um, you know, I'm not going to be playing that when I'm in my old, old folks boogie home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that one, that one, is that one called For You and the Moon? That's it. Okay, that's yeah, it. Yeah. And then, and then um, you know, I've done a, a, a three albums since. Uh, uh, the old Hyde album, Duchess, and uh, Spirit was the last one that I did. You mentioned the old Hyde um, album there. Obviously, that's a nod to the old Hyde farm. Yes, yes, it is. So that's where you lived with your father. Um, And just going back um, to the early days now, obviously, we know your older brother was John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. Now, you were only five or six, is that right, at the time when he was making music? Yeah, um... He joined Zeppelin when I was about six, I think. Okay, so you were about six years old. And um, what was it like growing up at that sort of time with, you know, Led Zeppelin going on in the house? Um, It was, you know, I mean, I think I've had a a blessed upbringing. It It was just all about music. And that for me was, I was, must have been like a sponge, you know. There was every type of music being played. Um, quite often, John would bring um, his friends back, you know, that would <laughs> crash on the floor and my mother would be trying to get them up the next day, you know, and all <laughs> of that. And those people would be Ozzy Osbourne, you know, who had, they hadn't made it yet, you know. And the Midlands where we grew up was full of great uh, musicians. You know, there was um, Fairport Convention and uh, ELO and all, uh, all sorts of great musicians that used to end up at our house so yeah from from whenever I can remember there was this going on and there was just always great music you know every genre of it as well there was there was Motown being played there was blues there was rock there was west coast there was uh, folk there was you know there was big band stuff from my mom and dad um it was just yeah it was amazing did your parents play instruments or just play records? No, no, they just played records. My mum always wanted to be a, a comedy musical star, whatever that was back in the day. <laughs> she um, she wanted to do that. In fact, she got her first break when she was 80. <laughs> she joined it's a never band. too late. I know, she joined a band called The Zimmers that were this band in, in, the, in the UK. It was a whole a lot of people um, over the age of 70 that... Um, they all got together, called themselves the Zimmers, you know, after a Zimmer frame. And they got championed by, um, oh, there was a, 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 I can't think of his name now, Irish comedian that does the uh, TV show, Graham Norton. He championed them. And um, she went into the studio. Somebody rang up and said, would your mom be interested in joining or doing a couple of songs? And she did. She did Let It Be and uh, We Will Rock You. So, oh, yeah. that's so funny. So she went to do record her first song at 80. So, yeah, bless her. <laughs> so there was musicians hanging around the house. Um, yeah. Did they play any instruments in the house? Oh, yeah. Everybody was always playing something, I remember. Um, you know, and Robert was there all the time, Robert Plant, and uh, yeah, there would always be some sort of jam session going on. 
Um, and then, of course, they got the call to, to join Led Zeppelin. So that was um, a, a game changer for them, you know. Yeah. So from your point of view, when did you think, well, I want to make some music as well? Um, I guess, you know, I mean, it was always from when I first saw them uh, play, I guess. You know, I mean, I was very young and um, I went to see them at the Birmingham Odeon in the Midlands and uh, I, I just sat there and watched them and it was just quite incredible. I just, I was like transported to another world. It was very otherworldly, you know, and I just thought, oh my goodness, what, this is incredible. Um, and I think that the seed was sown then, you know, I just really always wanted to do music, but it was a, a you know, a prerequisite that I had to stay on at school, you know, I had to work hard at school. So I didn't actually leave school till 18. Um, and at which point, when I was 18, John passed away. So it was, uh, it was a tough oh, time. Very, very tough. Mm. Um, am I right in saying you were 17 when you recorded some demos? 18, I mm. think, 18, 19. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was playing, um, you know, writing songs and stuff when I was about 15, 16. But I didn't actually really uh, start making proper demos till after John had passed away. Mm -hmm. The first thing that Robert Plant advised me to do was get out on the stage and pay my dues, you know, which is what I did. Um, I did a few demos with my nephew Jason over at Robert Plant's place because, I mean, this was back, you know, um, in the early, very, very early 80s, probably in 1981. And um, I... Uh, he had a, a he was in, lived in the next village and of course he had a little um, a recording studio in his barn which was you know tape to tape there was nothing like we have now yeah and we went Jason and I Jason must have been about uh, 16 15 16 and we went and did some um, uh, demos of some songs I'd written and you know and and then that's when I thought you know do you think I could do this and, and he said well you you know you're gonna have to really go out and pay your dues you know and and, and work at it um and that's when i sort of started to realize that the name was gonna be a heavy a heavy load to carry you know um, because of course everybody wanted to talk about john um and so i sent my demos out anonymously and did get my first record deal anonymously but of course it came out you know it came out and even if i had changed my name it would have come out anyway so i just figured you know it's my name and i've just got to get on and and do it proud really it's quite nice that you were accepted and chosen without anyone knowing initially yeah um it was. the way it worked out was probably quite good and then um the surname coming out give you perhaps a little bit of extra publicity so sounds like it could have been a win-win the problem was back then and and for a good part of my career people get expectations and they you know they either think i need to sound like led zeppelin i mean i'd been chased so much throughout my career by people you know companies or managers or this that and the other asking me to do a Led Zeppelin song asking me to do Led Zeppelin shows asking me to you know can you can you do this Led Zeppelin song as a disco version you know mm. all of this sort of stuff and I've always just kept going no I'm not Led Zeppelin I'm not John Bonham I'm, I'm Deborah Bonham and then although it's a, a massive part of me that I'm extremely proud of and I, you know there's no two ways about that I, I am so proud of my brother and I'm a huge Zeppelin fan you know um, it's it is just a part of me there's a lot more 
Yes. Um, so, you know, it, it over the years I've had to learn to get that into place. And the more the more the that my music or our band's music has been accepted, the more that that sort of started to fade away and I'm able to talk about it easily without anybody thinking that I'm jumping on the bandwagon or, you know, or asking me to do Led Zeppelin. So it's it sort of, it has eventually settled. But of course, you know, that they're, they're a phenomenon. So it, it, of course people want to know about them. So it, it's, it's okay now, you know, it is okay. Zeppelin's in my soul so you know I hear the record and I hear a few things and I think yeah you know because they set the bar for me from when I was six years old you know so um, that I've always looked up to Led Zeppelin and and to all of the members of the group they're just the best at what they do and I think that's what you've got to strive for all the time you know and it's tough not if not, not not all of us get to that point you know that, that we are literally the best at what we do but you've got to keep trying so that's that's the the level that i keep sort of aspiring to i guess yeah yeah okay well it's great to hear about a little bit of your history how it started and where you're at now yeah. do you drive a car i do i do drive a car i'm afraid it's nothing flash it's it's a, a typical uh, car that a person with horses and dogs and collecting horse feed and bales of hay's got it's, it's an old uh, land rover discovery so that's but i love it i love my old car and i believe sometimes you even drive the tour bus i do yeah i do well you know I, i've got this affliction of car sickness um sometimes it's okay but you know somebody only has to go around and bend a bit too quickly and which is amazing considering i grew up with my brother who had every <laughs> car that was oh dear it used to be a, a white knuckle ride you know yeah um so yeah i do drive the tour bus and, and honestly we've had some of the the places we've pulled in you know you, you've seen people just look and go is that her driving the bus <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah i do I, deborah when you're in the car do you sing um, do you you know do you sing to the radio do you have your own music um quite often i i have the radio on and this might sound absolutely sycophantic but i do have absolute on <laughs> i am very pleased to hear it i do i i had absolute on yesterday great and um I, no because I, I love i love listening to you know i love i love having anything that is upbeat in the car so you know when some of the uh, the older songs come on and some of the old uh, soul songs or disco songs you know or Nile Rogers and Chic and all of that I love it and I find myself singing away as I'm driving oh have you, know? you tuned into absolute 80s then yes I oh, have okay right <laughs> right fabulous fabulous yes I certainly have so that's why I mention it yeah so yeah I love that you do have some dates lined up in the UK do you want to talk us through some of them you're starting on the 28th of April yeah Absolutely. We start on the 28th of April in uh, Wimborne in Dorset and then it goes all the way through. Um, uh, we're at the Tivoli Theatre and then we go down to Tavistock and we're, we're, we're across the, the UK really and then we go into Europe. Um, and then hopefully that goes on throughout the, the summer, spring and summer. And then we're really hoping, hoping that we will get to America by the end of the year. That's that's the sort of plan. Yeah, and there's a few rock and blues festivals in there that I've been looking at that yes, uh, I'd like to come are. to. They look oh, rather good. Oh, the Alfold one in July yeah. looks great. Yeah, Alfold looks. It's it's going to be a fantastic festival. We'd love you to come, Leona. That would be fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, special well, guest. Um, 
I'm going to post that on all my socials. You can see where you are touring. And the Bonham Bullock album is out on the 29th of April and we can't wait to hear it. Thank you, Leona. I know I'm, I'm really excited, so thank you so much. Hey, Dexter, how are you? Good. So it's the Easter holidays. What are you up to? So tomorrow I'm going to the Terrible Thames. Yeah, that's like the Horrible Histories on the Water tour. Yeah. And then today our cousins are coming here. Yeah, and uh, in fact some of them have already arrived. What are you up to? So I've been playing pool and I've won four times. You've got a little... James has been winning three times. I've got a little miniature pool (coughs) table, which is really cute. Um, So yeah, that's what they're doing. They're just hanging out, playing some games. So that's it. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. The MCN Minute. Please welcome to the podcast, Rich Newland of MCN. Not Emma this week. Hello, Rich. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks, Leona. How are you? Yes, good, thank you. Um, you are the editor of MCN Motorcycle News. So what's happening in the uh, paper this week? Yeah, so we've got one of our uh, one of our special uh, massive bumper edition issues this week. So it's a three-in-one special. So you've got your normal MCN plus there's two additional supplements as well. So uh, one of those is on um, spotting fake kit in biking, which is obviously really important to bikers now. Uh, And the other one is a 2022 season preview for British Superbikes, which kicks off this weekend. The fake kit then, what's all that about? Yeah, so I mean, this is a massive problem now in biking where you've got uh, manufacturers making substandard, non-approved kit, but you've also got um, really unscrupulous people uh, making complete fakes as well. So, you know, you quite often get helmets that pretend to be, you know, an Arai or a Shoei, and actually it's about as effective as putting a plant pot on your head. Um, So, you know, this is really dangerous stuff. It could actually kill people. Um, So... We've got a big 20-page uh, exclusive investigation special into um, how you spot a fake, uh, how you can spot a real bit of kit as well, um, and just decode the whole thing for buyers so that you know when they're buying something they think might save their life, hopefully it actually will, as opposed wow. to endangering it. So really important content. Yeah, really essential reading this week then. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. It's uh, you should see some of the frightening stuff that's in there with helmets splitting open uh, on the test rig and all sorts. So it's uh, yeah, nasty stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and anything else to note this week? Yeah, so obviously we've got that 2022 BSB season preview as well because the racing kicks off this weekend at Silverstone. So uh, again, we've got 12 pages of additional bonus content there uh, for all the race fans. Uh, and then in the main issue, there's a couple of really big stories. So uh, Harley Davidson um, uh, have just revealed a brand new bike called the Nightster, which is a, a new Sportster variant, basically. So that's really big news. The bike looks absolutely great as well. Um, on top of that, we've got some really good tests this week. So if you're into electric bikes, we've got the new Zero uh, SRS Premium in this week, which uh, actually convinced one of our uh, e-skeptics to uh, get on board and they absolutely loved it and we've also got some really cool old retro bikes as well so we've got Kawasaki Z900RS and Indians FTRS as well doing the MCN 250 route so yeah some some really cool stuff in this issue yeah sounds like a really good paper for the long bank holiday weekend bit of reading then so uh thank you Rich thank you good to speak to you the Rock and Road Pod Music News, brought to you by music-news.com. Indie music is thriving. 
New analysis from the BPI, the UK Association of Independent and Major Record Labels, shows that independently released music, aka indie music, is thriving. In fact, there's been a surge and in 2021 enjoyed its fourth consecutive year of growth, which is great news. And their share of the UK vinyl market has risen even more sharply. And last year, they accounted for four in every ten vinyl album purchases, which is fantastic news. Indie music is back. Talking of which, there's a great new indie band. You may have seen their name knocking around because it certainly stands out at you. They're called Wet Leg. And they're actually from the Isle of Wight namely Rianne Teasdale and Hester Chambers. And they are two awesome girls. Uh, They came second in the BBC Sound of 2022 poll as well. They've had a massive viral hit with their song, Shays Long. But they've just released their very first album. And guess what? It's going to be number one on the album chart this weekend. In fact, it is soaring ahead on the physical sales this week and is currently the UK's most downloaded album of the week as well so far, outselling its second-place rival, four to one wet leg set to be number one this weekend well worth checking them out great new indie band and with that unique name you cannot really miss them So that's it from the podcast this week. Have a look at the photographs and footage of the Ford Mustang Mach-E and all the other pictures that go with the episode on the socials at Rock and Road Pod. Wherever you're listening, please like, rate and review and I'll catch you next time here at the Rock and Road Podcast. Rock and Road.